Hello, everybody. Good morning. It's Jen here with P40 Ministries podcast, and we are in Genesis chapter 9 today, verses 1 through 7, and I'm going to be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible. And to just do a brief recap of everything that's been happening, God destroyed the earth with the flood, but saved Noah and his family, and also two of every kind of animal at that time, and also two of every kind of bird. So now Noah and his family are off the ark and they are now back on the earth. So this is starting with God's covenant to Noah and to the animals. But we are going to be reading Genesis 9 verses 1 through 7 today. So go ahead and grab your Bibles and let's start reading. God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. The fear of you and the dread of you will be on every animal of the earth and on every bird of the sky. Everything that moves along the ground and all the fish of the sea are delivered into your hand. Every moving thing that lives will be food for you. As I gave you the green herb, I have given everything to you. But flesh with its life, that is, its blood, you shall not eat. I will surely require of your blood for your lives. At the hand of every animal, I will require it. At the hand of man, even at the hand of every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood, his blood will be shed by man. For God made man in his own image. Be fruitful and multiply. Increase abundantly on the earth and multiply in it. So at this portion in scripture, God is now directly talking to Noah and to Noah's three sons. And he says to them, firstly, be fruitful and multiply. And we know from from previous portions that this was God's main intent when he created earth was to have people multiply on the earth and to fill it with people and also animals to have the animals multiply and fill the earth with animals as well that was God's design from the very beginning and he goes on to say that animals will be terrified of humans. And I personally believe that this is part of the curse because at this point, God had not given us food as animals to eat. It says here that every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. I give you everything as I gave you the green plants and the the vegetables. I'm sorry, the vegetables. And in the garden, God had only given people vegetables and plants and everything that produces a seed like a fruit bearing seed to humans to eat so at this point god had not given animals as food for people or at least not had commanded that it was okay to eat them at this point but now god is saying you can eat animals now in fact every animal you can eat we had talked about clean and unclean animals before But God has not yet said that you can only eat clean animals. That's actually not until, I think, Leviticus or something. I'm not 100% sure on that one. But God does not give clean animals to people only to eat clean animals. He says, you can eat anything that you want, but just don't eat the animals that have the blood still in them. So drain the blood out because the blood can carry diseases this point in the earth, probably people would not have understood that. And it's fascinating to me, the stuff that God tells us to do that we just know now are just healthy things for us. We know that eating blood 
is not good for us because blood carries diseases and pathogens and all sorts of nasty things. And that's why we don't put on other people's band-aids and stuff like that. I remember when I was a kid, my cousin and I were playing in like this McDonald's like play area thing. And my cousin found this band-aid and she's like a year younger than me, I think. And she's like, Jen, look at this. And I'm like, I don't know if you should touch that. And like she was like putting it on her like finger and face and everything. And I'm serious, she was like four and I was probably like five or six. And I remember her mom freaking out and <laughs> Like, get that off of you. And that is because we know that blood is not healthy for us to touch. It's not healthy for us to put other people's blood on our faces. And it's certainly not healthy for us to eat animals' blood. So God is saying here, do not eat the blood. But you can eat the meat. And you can eat the meat of every animal on the earth. Because God had not established yet that clean animals were the only ones that are good for eating. But he had established what was clean and what was unclean to, for the purpose of sacrifices. And I don't think I made that super clear a couple uh, episodes ago. But at this point, God is not telling us to only eat clean animals. But every animal that he puts on the earth is okay for us. And because of this, animals are going to dread us. They are going to be afraid of us. And even my dog right now, I don't know if you heard him slightly barking next to me just a minute ago, but I gave him the side eye and now he's shivering. So <laughs> like almost like I beat him and, and I definitely don't beat my dog, but, um, it, my animal, my dog is scared of me when I give him the side eye because he knows, uh Oh, I did something wrong. I might be in trouble. And when he does something wrong, he goes and hides in the bathroom and that is his way that's how I know he did something wrong is if he goes and hides in the bathroom so <laughs> he does not like being punished and that is what God is saying animals are going to be scared of us because we have dominion over them God from the beginning gave us humans dominion over the animals and that's why uh, the animals in our yards like little rabbits run away when they see us and birds run away when they see us and you know they are scared of us because we have dominion over them and they know that and that was how God designed it but it was not supposed to be designed as a fear tactic that was not until after the sin nature happened we were supposed to be the kind rulers of the animals yes we had dominion over them but we were not killing them and eating them we were not doing anything violent towards them we were herbivores just as they were going to be and they are now afraid of us because of the fact of the sin nature and that we create violence against animals. Unfortunately, that's just how it is now. And God is saying that. But then God goes on to say that any animal that takes the life of a person. So it says here, for your lifeblood, I will most certainly require an accounting from every animal that kills a person. I will require it. And from every man and from every man's brother, that is anyone who murders, I will require the life of man. So he is saying here that there is going to be penalties for animals that kill humans. 
And then there's also going to be the penalty of humans that murder other humans, even every man's brother. And we know what God is, God is referring to there, Cain and Abel. Because we talked about how Cain and Abel, how, how Cain had killed Abel, his brother. And he even says here, God says, from every man's brother, that is anyone who murders, I will require the life of man. So he's saying, if you murder somebody, I am going to require your life in payment for that person's life. So murder is a no-no in in the world today. And we know that. We know that murdering other people is wrong. And God is saying that he is going to require the life of anybody who murders another human being because God created those people in his image. And it says here in verse six, whoever sheds a man's blood unlawfully by a man shall, shall his blood be shed. And it, my, my version here, I'm actually reading now out of the AMP version. I switched over because I like how it says this in, in this verse, because it can be construed if we don't know the Hebrew. And right here, the AMP goes back to the Hebrew and it says, whoever sheds man's blood unlawfully by man, the judicial government shall his blood be shed. So God is saying here that put a government in place that it basically has capital punishment. That is a biblical thing right here that God is saying. So if another person murders a man unlawfully, the judicial government shall take that man's life. And then he says, for in the image of God, he made man. So God made man in his image. So murdering is not okay in any sense, unless it is by the judicial government in payment for murder. But then he says, as for you, be fruitful, multiply, populate the earth and abundantly multiply in it. So that's back to the first commandment again, be fruitful and multiply. So that God says it twice. He reiterates what he's saying because that was God's intention. Like I said before, that was God's intention from the very beginning was to have man and other animals, everything that God created to be fruitful and multiply with their own kind on the surface of the earth, to fill the earth with these creatures that God made and that God loves. So that is Genesis chapter nine, verses one through seven. And I really find this portion of scripture interesting. I think every portion of scripture where God is speaking, I just really enjoy it because it helps me understand more about the nature of who God is. And that is Genesis chapter nine, for sure. He talks, uh, God actually continues talking quite a bit in this chapter. And we will discuss that more on Wednesday at 6.30 a.m. So definitely join me then. But um, I'm going to ask that you guys keep me in prayer. I am debating going back to school for a degree in biblical studies, and I haven't decided yet if I really want to do that or not. It's going to be a, a life change for me for sure. And keep me in prayer as I d think about this and, um, you know, really decide if I want to do this or not. And just ask that God helps give me guidance as to what I should do. But, um... And that's, of course, only if you want to pray for me. You don't have to, but but that would be appreciated, of course. But as usual, I'm going to ask that everybody have a wonderful Monday and that you are blessed. Happy listening.